Hey guys, welcome to Well Cordell. I am so excited that you have tuned in and have decided to give me your time. So we're going to jump straight into things. I'm very excited actually to kick this episode off because we're going back to music today. Now I have my episode, it's episode 3 on song lyrics, the song lyrics that have impacted me the most. But today we're going to kind of flip that on its head. We're going to talk about entire songs that... I could no longer listen to so we're totally flipping the concept of song lyrics on its head and you guys know how much of a music geek i am at this point so this episode's going to be on the longer side and i'm so excited to deliver some long form content to you guys again my staying at the beach episode was a little experiment of can i stretch an episode out to 30 minutes and in fact i can and i plan to do that again today so i'm so grateful to those of you who are going to listen all the way to the end and are giving me your time when you could literally be doing anything else. So when I'm talking about songs that I can no longer listen to, there's a few reasons why I can't listen to that song anymore. The first reason being that I picked it up one day and now I'm at a place where I feel like it's just downright bad or cringeworthy. And we're gonna get into that as our first example. But another reason, and I'm sure some of you can relate to this one, if you've had a person put you on to a song and you've now fallen out with that person, that music is not necessarily the same. If you can't relate to what I'm talking about here, I kind of envy you to be honest. If I could go back to a place in my life where nobody ruined a song for me in any way, that would seriously satisfy the music geek portion of my soul. But unfortunately, things don't always go smoothly with people and they take things with them. Certain recommendations like restaurants, books, and, of course, music. So that's the second reason. The third reason why I have a few songs that I can't listen to is because they're associated with someone I've lost. That or they bring up feelings of loss and the feelings of missing that person. So there are people that have played a big role in my life and I hold them in high sentimental value. And unfortunately, they're not here anymore. So I can't listen to certain songs that remind me of them. And with that out of the way, I'm going to jump into the songs themselves because everything I'm going to talk about today falls into one of those three categories. Number one, a song that I think is cringe. Number two, a song that I can't listen to because it brings up bitterment, bitterment, <laughs> bitterness and resentment from a person that I've left in the past. And number three, a song I can't listen to because it reminds me of somebody that I've lost. So we're going to go through the examples that I have today in that order that I just mentioned. And the first song I'm bringing to the table is one that I think most of us relate to disliking. Now, Imagine Dragons put this tweet out, okay? And in this tweet, they said that we don't want anybody to get bullied for listening to our music. Well, guys, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. And I'm never the one doing the bullying. I just can't promise you that you won't get bullied if you bump Thunder by Imagine Dragons. Now, I had this song introduced to me in 8th grade. It was actually part of an English class where we were, quote, breaking it down. And I don't see what there is to break down personally, but we're going to get there. I'm ahead of myself. Back in 8th grade, I didn't take much issue with this song because my music taste wasn't as developed. Hell, it was hardly developed at all. And I just couldn't quite pinpoint what there was to pick apart about this song. And Thunder's one of these radio smashes, so the years go by, and I'm still hearing it on the radio through my high school years. 
And as time goes on, I just grow more and more resentment towards it. And having taken audio classes at a university, I can finally describe exactly what I dislike about Thunder. The song opens with the line, Just a young gun with a quick fuse. Now, immediately, my question is, who the fuck says young gun in 2023? <laughs> and not only that, the way their lead singer enunciates it is just interesting. He goes, just a young guy with a quick fuse. I, I don't even want to try to do the full impression. It's just, ugh. that's not even the part of the song that really pisses me off. It's actually when the song gets to the bridge. This song's bridge is a whole nothing of a bridge. It is literally just somebody ooing and eyeing over the instrumental. And then as the bridge is done, it just goes right back into that annoying ass chorus. Thunder, feel the thunder, lightning and the thunder for the entire remainder of the song. So the definition of insanity is doing something over and over again in the same manner and expecting a different outcome. And when you have a repeating chorus, that's just five different words arranged in a different way. Sounds like insanity to me. And it's nothing personal against the band or any of its members, or hell, even anybody that listens to them. I just know they can make better music. If you guys have ever watched Brad Tasted Music on YouTube, he did a paid reaction stream where if somebody donated $10, he would restart Thunder by Imagine Dragons. And he ended up listening to Thunder for six hours straight. And... That just makes me feel so bad for the guy. The way I can hardly stomach one listen of Thunder and this man listened to it for six hours straight, I can barely imagine. That's Loki up there with Chinese water torture. Now, moving on to another song that I have placed in this first category is one that I would have never expected to dislike if you had asked me maybe three months ago. But ever since I entered this phase of my life where I'm really trying to increase my knowledge just all around, I had to stop returning to this song for a reason that not a lot of people would necessarily pick up on. And I hate to do this because I'm actually a massive fan of her music, but it's the song Antihero off of Midnight's by Taylor Swift. And it's all because of the opening line, I have this thing where I get older, but just never wiser. Now I've listened to Antihero probably a hundred times, and I always used to brush that line off like it's no big deal. But as I listened more and I really processed it, I began having this thought of, is this really something I want to speak over myself? I have this thing where I get older, but just never wiser. I know it's this self-deprecating humor that's not meant to be taken seriously, but at the same time, I reached a point where I had always gotten stuck on that part of the song while listening to it, and I just couldn't get past it anymore. So while Midnight's 3AM Edition has Would've, Could've, Should've, which is one of the best songs ever written, Antihero off the original Midnight's is just something that I don't want to listen to personally. Not to mention that I've heard it enough times in my life to never have to hear it again. And what's ironic about it is I actually loved bumping Antihero over and over back when it came out because it had that line in the chorus, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. And at the time, I was in a place where that was legitimately helpful. Like, it's insane because it's this pop song that's played over and over on the radio. It has literally over a billion streams on Spotify. And it actually spoke deeply to me and shifted me a little bit, if that makes sense. 
But unfortunately, I have this song on the back burner nowadays for the reason that I just brought up. And I definitely commend Taylor for doing such a great job at picking the single for Midnight's because Antihero just fits as the perfect single for that album. Um, we had Lover where Cruel Summer absolutely should have been a single, but it just wasn't. And it's so interesting because Taylor gave a speech where she said that I actually had a different process for picking the single off this album. I just went with the song that I liked the most. And the reason that's so interesting is because in the most endearing way possible, Antihero is a radio smash to me. It's the song that gets stuck in your head over and over. And with that line in the chorus, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. That was going to get shared all over the internet. And Taylor ended up winning a bajillion awards for the song. I'm talking specifically at the VMAs. I'm just really happy Taylor's getting her flowers at the VMAs. No one's coming up on stage and interrupting her no more. Now, that's all I have for right now with the first category that I brought up at the start of the episode. We may come back to it later, but for right now, those two entries seem like enough. And we're now going to move on to the second one. We're now going to move on to songs that have been ruined for me because a person put me onto them and I fell out with them. And the first one we're going to talk about goes into my high school years. Now, as you guys remember in my Shooting My Shot episode, I was dating this girl in high school and we're not together anymore. She was great. It just didn't work out. And she put me on to Mother Mother. And I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with Mother Mother because they have some bangers out there like Burning Pile, for example. And it's a little bit hard for me to avoid this one Mother Mother song because they're still culturally relevant. And if it wasn't for this one Mother Mother song bringing up memories associated with my high school girlfriend, I would still listen to them. However, I'm a person that does not reminisce on past relationships because there's just nothing to gain. All I would be doing is bringing up past memories or even trauma that doesn't serve me anymore. And for that reason, I can't listen to Arms Tonight by Mother Mother anymore. And what's funny is I never even came to understand anything too deep about Arms Tonight back when I was listening to it. I always just thought it was a sweet love song because it opened with the lines, I fell in your arms tonight. But there's probably some deeper meaning that I didn't even pick up on and I really don't want to. <laughs> oh My Heart is one banger of an album and I just can't listen to it anymore because it has that association. And I ain't looking back, like I said, it's all forward. Now, something you guys might have picked up on in my song lyrics episode is that I had an uncultured music taste for a long time. And it was just last summer that I got put onto Fleetwood Mac. And this entry is actually more of a side note to just their music as a whole, and especially the album Rumors. But I was friends with this person, and I'm not friends with them anymore. And their mom absolutely adored Oasis and Fleetwood Mac, and that's how I got put on. I don't know if you guys have ever heard a song one day and then it disappeared for years and then you rediscovered it all those years later and you're like, oh, it's this song. That was the song Don't Stop for me off of Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. I have fond memories with that song riding around in my dad's truck listening to it growing up. Younger me really liked the song but didn't know how to figure out who it was by. And then last summer I heard the chorus melody, don't stop. Thinking about tomorrow. And the memory came flooding back. And I think that's why I don't necessarily have to avoid listening to the song. Because it's actually initially associated with my childhood and not this person that I had a falling out with. 
And also, this might have been something that I mentioned in my song lyrics episode, but, you know, it's Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. It's pretty essential to any music taste, in my opinion. I went to see a performance of my friend's band, Head Rush, over the past summer, and they performed a cover of The Chain off of Rumors, and they really brought that song to life. And I'm really glad that I don't have to go without listening to Rumors because of a bad association. Alright, so now we're going to transition into another song that I can no longer listen to because a girl I had dated put me onto it. And again, it's another one of these artists whose music is actually pretty good, but I can't listen to it because of the association. This is an artist that not a lot of people might be aware of because she's kind of underground, and she's called Snail Mail. The way you guys would know about Snail Mail, if you do, is she has a couple of albums out that do decently well on streaming, and she's also performed at Bonnaroo. I would describe her music as kind of poppy, folky, with some electric guitar work in there. And a song that I can't listen to by Snail Mail is her most popular, which is Pristine for sure, because one look at the lyrics of that song and you can see why I wouldn't listen to it having had a relationship with the girl that put me onto it. But it's more so the song Glory by Snail Mail, and the reason why that is is because she put me onto that song, and I was obsessed with it, I'm not gonna lie, because it's just the perfect song for taking a stroll, or even after a long day, it low-key sounds like end credits. It sounds like the music that would play in the background of the credits you would hear after watching a cartoon. So I listened to Glory by Snail every day as I was strolling on my college campus and this was winter so final exam season and I'm just studying all day and all night and it was this instance where me and this girl were set to go on a date after final exams had finished. So I'm playing this song every day before winter break happens to kind of revel in the details of my day as I'm looking forward to a date with the girl that put me onto the song. And even though it was a girl, it wasn't a member of my family or anything like that, it actually has the strongest association of any song that I'm going to talk about today just because of all the intricate little details surrounding it. It just completely transports myself back to that time. And that's precisely why I can't listen to it anymore. (laughs) So I do have one last song that's associated with a past relationship and then we're going to jump into our third category. But this song is one that's actually very easy for me to avoid because the artist isn't very popular. Well, it's actually a group. They're not that popular. And also this style of music just isn't in my palette anymore. So I dated this girl a couple of summers ago that was really into gospel music. And gospel music was a big part of her palette. I'm talking mostly what she listened to. It's a song by this group called The Inspirations, and the song is called Touring That City. Now, I remember being on a movie date with this girl, and that night we were gonna go see The Inspirations live in concert, and in the build-up to the concert in the car I said, you know, Touring That City is my favorite Inspirations song, and I low-key hope we get that one. It's really popular, so they probably will. And lo and behold, that night at the concert, they played Touring That City. And while that song has a strong memory for me associated with that time, it's really quite easy for me to avoid listening to it. In fact, I have no urge to listen to it. Because to be honest, gospel music just isn't part of my taste at all, unless you count Don't Blame Me by Taylor Swift. And this is a group that is now hardly known. They were way more popular back in the day. 
so I don't necessarily have trouble avoiding this song. One thing I will give to the Inspirations is they do have a very strong bass voice in their choir. And I don't know the name of the singer, but that's just something I notice when listening to them. So if anybody out there is into gospel quartets, go knock yourself out. I'm just not into it. <laughs> oh, wait, there's actually one more that I can talk about in the second category. I was just going over my episode notes and I realized that there's one more that I can use to stretch this category out. So at one point in my life, I was delusional and I believed in love at first sight. And one thing I did is kind of riz to this girl that I had convinced myself I had loved to the moon and back after only seeing her one time. I sent her a lyric, not from the album, but from the song Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. It's the title track off her album Punisher. I sent her that lyric in the chorus, what if I told you I feel like I know you, but we've never met. And it really is a shame. One, because I was so naive and I still thought love at first sight was a thing. But also the fact that I still love the album Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers and I just have to skip the title track because of that association. Punisher is an album that I may consider to be in the top level of my Topster, which if you don't know what the website Topster is, it's this website where you can organize your favorite albums into this kind of grid and put the albums that you love the most on top and the albums that you don't love as much but you still listen to in high regard on the bottom of the grid. And you can kind of put it out there to let people know your taste in music. And Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers, like I said, is an album that I might consider in my top 10. And it's got that skip on it for me because of that association. It's just tragic how that works. You know what I'm saying? But I guess if you didn't have experiences and associations with certain songs, then music just wouldn't be as valuable. Which is actually really funny because with Punisher by Phoebe Bridges, for instance, it's a song about her idolization of Elliot Smith. You know, you have the line, here everyone knows you're the way to my heart, here's so many stories of you at the bar. But as a listener, I take something completely different from it, and it's because I have that one line from the chorus, what if I told you I feel like I know you, but we've never met. I have that in a vacuum, it stands out on its own. And I actually know a lot of people who do that with Moon Song with the line, if I could give you the moon, I would give you the moon. It's a sentiment that can be used to say how much you love someone, but it actually touches on being heavily anxiously attached to somebody. With the opening lines, you asked to walk me home, but I had to carry you. I just love how music can mean something for the artist and then something totally different for the listener. And it's how we have these associations that can amplify a song for us, or can cause us to have to go without it altogether. And going back to my point as to specifically why I can't listen to this song, and I'm going to keep this short because I want to do a whole episode talking about this sort of thing. But growing up, in terms of forming relationships and liking someone, the main piece of advice I was told was to wait on the one and wait for the right girl to come along. Because, oh, when you find the one, love will be so easy, everything's going to fall right into place. Problems that you have with past partners are not going to be seen in this one because they're your soulmate. Blah, blah, blah. And by holding on to those beliefs, I actually ended up in some pretty shitty relationships. There have just been times where I have idolized somebody and become infatuated with them, and I've really ignored the red flags. Because in my brain, I would think, they're the one, and A, B, and C is going to happen. 
when the reality was that that person and I shouldn't have been together in the first place. And I'm in this place now where I have really started to deconstruct some ideas about love that I was fed in my childhood. Hence why I wanted to do a whole podcast episode about it. It's something that's worth talking about all on its own because it can be so discouraging when your childhood paradigms break down. You go through this phase thinking there's something intrinsically wrong with me when the reality is you were a child and you were fed information that wasn't correct. And for me, that information had to do with romance and relationships. But a huge wake-up call came for me when I would have friends sit me down and essentially tell me, Bro, listen, you're scaring the women. <laughs> so let me know how quickly you guys would like to see that, and I will be quick to get it made. Okay, so at this point, I am officially past the second category, and I would like to move on to the third category that I touched on in the start of the episode. And these are songs that I can no longer listen to because... They bring up feelings of sadness or they're associated with somebody that I've lost and that I hold in high sentimental regard. So in order to go on about my day, you know, functioning as a human being, I tend to avoid spending too much time grieving people that I've lost whenever those feelings come up. I just don't like to get wound up in those emotions that can deter my mood for an entire day. So that's why I will sometimes avoid listening to these songs that bring up memories of somebody that I've lost or just sadness as a whole. And I think that's what I'm going to start with is songs that just make me sad. And this first one may sound corny to some of you, and it's all because of its placement in 13 Reasons Why. And I can totally understand why it's corny to some people for that reason. But the song The Night We Met by Lord Haran is just completely unlistenable for me. Because just hearing it's instrumental and then the ooze isolated to start off the song, it brings back a whole wave of sadness and just transports me back to thinking about people I've lost, situations that have ended poorly, people I've fallen out with. That song is just an amalgamation of sadness for me. And this is going to get kind of vulnerable, but... I've noticed with people I've lost, there's this gradual pull, this separation, and the line of the chorus of The Night We Met, and how it says, I had all and then most of you, some and now none of you. It just completely puts it in perspective. And sometimes you'll be consciously aware that you're losing someone, as in you're probably not going to have them in your life for much longer. And sometimes there's just nothing you can do about that, and there's this sense of powerlessness associated with it couple that in with the line, I had all and then most of you, some and now none of you. Oh lord, I'm getting deep on this podcast again. That's two episodes in a row now. This is not going to be the norm, I promise. This podcast is accessible. But I just had to share that on this episode because The Night We Met is a song that I strongly cannot listen to. I will immediately rush to turn it off. Because the feeling state that it gives me is so strong that I completely have to stop myself from going there, or it'll deter my mood for the entire day. Now, this next one is also going to be a little bit of a vulnerable one. So, those of you who are close to me will know this, but those of you who are not close to me may not. My great-grandma played a large part in my upbringing, and she really pushed herself so that I could have as close as possible to a quote, normal childhood. 
And so she was one of the biggest players in my growing up. And unfortunately, this year, she passed away. And I remember years and years ago, we're talking when I was in elementary school, the song I Will Rise by Chris Tomlin came on the radio as we were coming home from Sunday church. And that was when she told me that she wanted me to sing the song at her funeral on the day that she would eventually go to heaven and I would be without her. And this year, she did unfortunately pass away. And I sang an acapella of the song at the funeral. And it was so beautiful. And I'm so grateful to have been given that opportunity. And at the same time, the song I Will Rise by Chris Tomlin is the song that carries the strongest association to my great-grandma. And I noticed that by listening to it, I will start missing her. I will start reminiscing on childhood memories with her. And it sounds so cruel. It does. But in my typical day-to-day, I just don't have time to grieve. In my typical day, I'm doing schoolwork. I'm hitting the gym. I'm keeping it pushing. And to be without my great-grandma is painful. But at the same time, I have responsibilities. And listening to I Will Rise just shakes me up, puts me back in that feeling state of missing my great-grandma. Of course I recognize my great-grandma and the impact that she had on me. And I think that's what they fail to tell you about losing somebody, is at the end of the day, you still have to function. And you can't just spend all of your time in reminiscence. Because if I do, especially with my great-grandma, you know, I will get down and I've got to maintain my happiness and my positivity and I can still do that while recognizing her and the impact that she had on my growing up. I think the understanding that she's no longer in pain and she's instead in heaven with her family that have also passed on, which is night and day compared to the life she had during her last few years on earth. And that's something that the song I Will Rise really touches on. In the chorus when Chris Tomlin sings, I will rise when he calls my name, no more sorrow, no more pain. It's really helped me acknowledge that she's in a much better place now and has helped me reach the acceptance stage of my grief. Alright, so to close out this episode, I'm going to spend the rest of the time on someone that distinctly belongs in this category to be honest. So, you guys remember from my song lyrics episode when I talked about Phoebe Bridgers. And I talked about how her music is the saddest music that I have ever heard in my entire life. I will almost guaranteeingly sink into a depressive mood if I listen to her music for long enough. And her saddest song, to me, the one that stands out as the saddest of all of them, it's the song off her first album, the song You Missed My Heart. This song starts out with the most melancholic piano riff and chord work that I've heard in almost any song out of her discography. And what does it for me with this song is the irony that she plays with in the chorus, how she ends the chorus with, you missed my heart, were his last words before he died. Ugh! That is just a gut punch. And I want to say a couple of things. Number one, that... I don't even understand the overarching plot of this song and I don't necessarily want to understand it fully because it's just a song that I have such a hard time returning to because of my understanding of the chorus and also how sad the piano chords are at the beginning. 
And I also understand that this is actually a cover of somebody else's song that Phoebe put on her album Stranger in the Alps. But the way it got introduced to me and the only way that I have ever heard this song is through Phoebe's rendition of it. I have heard a snippet of the original song. And I feel as though Phoebe does this song much greater justice than the original artist. The way she's able to provide female vocals when the original cover is sung by a male, I think it fits the tone much better. And also the instrumental has been altered to really put you in that feeling state. And also how the instrumental plays out through the end as Phoebe sings downriver to the Moundsville prison graveyard. It's beautiful, it's sad, need I say more. And to finally close out the episode, I have another song from Phoebe that I refuse to listen to. It's going to be off the Stranger in the Alps album. I swear, this album's like an onion the way it makes you cry. It's the third track, Funeral. And Funeral is a song that has left such an imprint on me more than almost any other piece of music in existence. It's by far the most humbling song that I've ever listened to in my life. And once I really processed the message in the music, I said to myself, okay, I have this message, I get the point, and now I never want to hear this song again. And I'm leaving it off there as, if you know, you know. And that is how we're going to wrap up this episode. This episode was a real downer. And I don't usually do episodes like this, but this is low-key an experiment. I'm in this phase with the podcast right now where I'm browsing through topics and themes that I want to play with and just see where I can go with them. And I know this episode was more of a downer and kind of deep too, but I don't think this is going to be the norm for this podcast. So if this episode wasn't for you, then I've got an episode coming out next week that will hopefully be more your speed. But the idea for this episode came to me like a light bulb. And music is something that I love talking about, so I knew I had to sit down and make this one. I could potentially make a part two of this episode, but before that, I would like to make a part two of my song lyrics episode, talk about more song lyrics that have really impacted me and benefited me in a way, and that episode will take a more positive twist, and I might even round up some of my friends to help me with that one. Who knows? We haven't had guests on this podcast yet. It could be a nice segue into that. I really appreciate you for making it this far. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please leave me a five-star rating, and I'll see you for next week's episode of Well Cordell.